Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world. From Mansers on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. While there's no shortage of problems in this often last on the list state of ours, one thing Louisiana unquestionably does well is food. From Cajun cooking and Creole cuisine to street foods, barbecue, and cutting edge trends, Louisiana, and particularly South Louisiana, it's okay, we can say that, leads the pack and has plenty to be proud of. And this, no surprise, creates a lot of opportunities for the enterprising chef, restaurateur, and food entrepreneur. But that doesn't mean it's easy. There's a lot of competition out there. So what's the secret to building a brand, getting a following, and turning talent in the kitchen into a successful business? Joining me today to help answer those questions is Ryan Grizaffi, owner of the Cajun Spoon, a four-year-old company that makes helpful, easy-to-prepare box mixes of beloved Cajun dishes like gumbo, etouffee, and shrimp and grits. The Cajun Spoon started out as a food truck in 2014, progressed into a catering business, and more recently has ventured into retail. To stand out from other Cajun dinner products, Grizavi's company adjusted its recipes to make them a little healthier. So they're lower in sodium, they use fresh local ingredients, and they contain no MSG or artificial flavoring. The Cajun food also has a higher mission. For every one box sold, the company donates one meal to the local food bank, and it also donates parts of its proceeds to a scholarship fund at the LSU Ag Center. Ryan, it's a great story and can't wait to hear more about it. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. Joining me and Ryan at the table today is Sean Rivera, a food entrepreneur, chef, and partner in a downtown bar and restaurant who was also an advocate for foodies and chefs in Baton Rouge. He has a thriving social media brand, Foodie Patootie, which has some 150,000 followers on Twitter and Instagram. He has also created a chef's guild, Gastronomica, and is a brand ambassador for the growing Rouse's supermarket chain. But those are side gigs. Sean's bread and butter comes from his downtown bar and restaurant Driftwood Cask and Barrel. Sean, you have so many things going on, like a lot of food entrepreneurs out there, and I know you're very talented, so thanks for taking time out of your Thank busy you for schedule having us. today. Ryan, let me start with you and, and go back to your product. There are a lot of Cajun box mixes on the shelf out there, um, and they're all great, but what made you want to enter what was already a crowded niche market? Well, we had an opportunity when we first got started, um, you know, to help us out with catering-wise, you know, developing these mixes for more food service. So that was the, 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 the initial thought was, you know, to do that. Um, what really got us wanting to do retail, uh, my wife is a very, very talented graphic designer. And uh, at the time we were, you know, sampling the recipes, to put them, you know, into uh, that kind of packaging, you know, she decided, you know, let's do retail. And she so designed... she could have something to, to draw <laughs> on a little box? Exactly. Well, she's actually been able to... Um, 
Uh, she's been able to do all her design work and, and website work and everything since we were a food truck concept up to branding our newest company, The Bamboo Chef. Uh, she's been able to use all those projects for her uh, credits at LSU. She's, uh, she's uh, been my graphic intern uh, through That's uh, great. the design program. So. so it was really her artistic ability that, that moved you to move, go from the food truck and catering into this packaged food business? Through the whole thing, my, my wife has been a rock as far as, you know, furthering me to, uh, you know, to, to expand this and do a whole lot more. Um, you know, she, she doesn't take uh, any kind of mediocrity in the business. She takes it very seriously. And when, you know, uh, when she, she came up with those box designs and, you know, that, that really, you know, all at once I started seeing, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, products and stuff, not only in the Cajun set, but just in the industry in general, you know, everybody's switching to a more modern um, design look and such, and, and Kristen really hit the nail um, designing these packages to make them really stand out as more of a modern, um, you know, new, fresh take on Cajun food, you know, with the health benefits and the social message behind it. So uh, she, she brought it to life visually, and I do all the logisticals. And, and the boxes are really great. You brought some of them here with you. How much of the ingredients comes in here already? Is this just the, the dry seasoning and the roux mix, as it were, and you add the meat and the vegetables, or are there dried vegetables in here also? That's, that's correct. We use That's all your, basically your flour, your seasonings. Um, you know, all you do is add your proteins or vegetables to it. Um, you know, I, I encourage you know, customers to add vegetables and stuff, that more texture in their meal. But, you know, how the mixes come currently, um, I try to imagine the lowly Louisiana hunter in a hunting camp, <laughs> you know, wanting to cook a, a rabbit gumbo after a hunt. So you can open up a box and have a, a gumbo. Throw in his rabbit and he'd be done, right? <laughs> have a gumbo ready in, in under an hour and, you know, you're feeding all the guys that came to the camp. That was, that really was initial, you know, how can we make this easy where if you didn't have access to, uh, you know, um, a, a local shop or so, you know, like we want to, we want to have as much ingredients in here where, you know, you really taste homemade and stuff and, and nothing bland or, or like we, you know, um, half did a recipe just Excellent. to put it out there. Well, we'll talk some more about it. But, Sean Rivera, I want to bring you into the conversation. Pooch, as your as your name tag there on your shirt says, which do you prefer? Anyone more? Either I've, I've been called a lot worse than, than <laughs> what you're probably going to call me now. I bet. And and you worked in, in hip-hop. You were, you were a hip-hop artist manager for two decades before you I was, went um, back into the kitchen. So I can't even imagine what you were called. But what brought <laughs> you back into the into the kitchen? Um, really, to be honest with you, just needing a solid paycheck. So um, <laughs> I needed to provide for my family. And I knew that this was something, a skill that I had. I was classically trained uh, in the ACF apprenticeship and uh, knew that it was always a passion of mine. So I knew that this was definitely a way I could get, uh, get a check home to pay mortgages and car notes and whatnot. So I jumped back into it and uh, really was my main goal was to, like I did for hip hop artists, was to advocate chefs and that kind of helped build you know, the brand. So that's how you started out advertising, I mean advocating for yes, chefs, right. And, and you've really created now a brand around yourself and, and your cooking. What, what is the heart of that brand? What is the substance behind that brand? And what is your style? Um, as far as uh, style of cooking, it's classically trained Creole, I guess you would say. Uh, classically trained French, but with some Creole. A lot of Creole influence growing up in New Orleans. Um, but 
our, our, my main focus and the main focus of Gastronomica is uh, really just to uplift the culinary scene in Baton Rouge. And uh, I feel like we've been overlooked a lot, you know, by yeah. Lafayette and New Orleans. And we have a lot of talented people here. And I knew that in order for myself to succeed or people like Ryan, we, Ryan and I actually go way back. Um, and we work. Oh, so y'all knew each other. We do. We do know each other oh, very so well. Um, and it was just my, 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 my main goal, which has helped me become who I am today, I guess in this, you know, I'm very humbled by all of this attention, but uh, it's just really helping other people and, and embracing them and, and people who have uh, maybe got the short end of the stick a lot. And so, so what does Gastronomica do? What does it mean to have a chef's guild, as it were, with a hashtag of its own? Um, it means family, to be honest with you. It means, you know, it's, it's a very cutthroat business and it's a doggy dog uh, world out there in the culinary scene anywhere. It doesn't really matter whether it's Baton Rouge or not. And we just knew that in order for us to be able to help, for instance, you know, the Cajun Spoon or the Booyah Babes who are coming up and Jada Cody, you know, when, when he was on his way up and I watched how he did it. And, and I realized that, you know, that I, I need I wanted to help do that for other people. And so I helped out people like Ryan Andre, people like the Booyah Babes, uh, Ryan Grisafi and I have worked on a lot of different projects together. And uh, it's, it's really just it, if everyone has a, a sense of caring for each other and patting each other on the back and uplifting each other, then we're all going to succeed. And now, Gastronomica is not a, a moneymaker, is it? It is not a moneymaker. We, uh, we, I'm sure we'd love one day to, for it to be. Um, we, we do get a lot of catering and, and things like that, but at the end of the day, it's, it, I, really, I like to pass that on to the people under me. And, and like a referral service. Like a referral service in, in a certain way. Now, your social media brand, the Foodie Patootie, is that are you able to monetize that or does that just help promote you as a chef at the Driftwood Cask and Barrel and the Gastronomica and the whole thing overall? It really was me realizing that I was behind the curve on social media and I was uh, I was ahead of the curve on a lot on the hip hop part of the social media and kind of learned a lot from there. And then when I realized that I need to be a player in the game and, and really get my name out there, I decided that I was going to do something but not use my name, use a, you know, a moniker okay. in a sense and kind of be funny with it and my daughter came up with the name foodie patootie after me calling her cutie patootie all the time and uh i just rolled with it and kind of it was more about pictures and more about advocating other chefs nationally and internationally and from there it's it's i wouldn't say there's any ton of kind of monetary funds coming in but i do i'm able to be flown out and do some things in different cities and was able to go to sundance film festival and cook there and really represent louisiana as a brand rather than represent myself as a brand. And so some perks that come with it. So you managed hip-hop artists locally, and Ryan, you were you were a guitarist with a local band. What is it too hard to make it in the music industry, or is there some sort of nexus between food and music, and maybe people who like one also tend to gravitate towards the other? Uh, well, well, I still play. I'm actually in two groups at the moment. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I played professionally, and I did a bit of touring uh, a number of years back with a, a couple of local groups and um you know uh trying you know growing up when i first heard the beatles and i was like yep that's what i want to do <laughs> i want to go out there and you know uh play guitar get all the girls and all that kind of that fandom of rock star life and then uh when i when i got to actually go out and play and you know it's 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 so hard and today's music standards of you know um of how people get signed and image and booking labels it's 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 it's, it's a lot it's very difficult and that, that was a big uh, driving force behind wanting to start my business and, and why I still continue is, is to have a, a stable flow of income to support, you know, my true passion, which is, um, uh, which is playing music. I tell everyone, you know, um, as far as, 
you know, uh, did you go to business school or you know different things like that? I'm like I'm actually a guitar player. <laughs> that's uh, that's my uh, that's my uh, my strong point. You know, um, it's my world I can go into and and uh, and uh, you know just kind of do that. So. so interesting. Now, how are you getting these uh, Cajun Spoon products on the shelves? I know shelf space is always at a premium, and that's mm-hmm. sort of the key once you move into the packaged food arena. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I make a, a really good presentation to headquarters at these different corporations and uh, you know we go in there with an aggressive sales strategy we have excellent turns with our products in the stores you know we have great sales data um, the products doing really well um, how since, many since stores are you it, in locally uh, locally I'm, I'm in about uh, I'd say about 30 grocery stores here or th- at least 30 different locations here in Baton Rouge independence or uh, chains independence and chains and then okay. I'm in all the uh, I'm in all the Rouse's and all oh, the Winn-Dixie's great. I'm in uh, every single Walmart in the country that has a Cajun set. Really? And then I'm in, um, I'm in uh, um, Brookshire's. I'm in Market Basket. We just uh, recently got into uh, Kroger. So that's, um, so this we'll is be huge. expanding stuff. And then you grow it out to other areas of the country. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I think we're close to right now. We're in about 18 states mm-hmm. in the country. Um, and we use various distributors um, that, uh, you know, I, I try to find distributors that, specialize in that particular grocery store i go to the stores and i ask who who does the best service to you guys and and stuff and i try to seek those people out so i know that the stores and uh because you know when i started the business i I, i'd go to every store and i would deliver it myself and i'd front all the labels and stuff but you get to a point where you know i can't travel up to alaska or california to go check to make sure the product is right there we got to make sure that the um that the freight and the distribu- uh, distribution is being handled sure. correctly sure so um yeah it's, it's been a crazy climb and 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 ensuring that everything is done just like that i'm stephanie regal you're listening to out to lunch i'm talking to ryan grizaffi of the cajun spoon and the foodie patootie chef sean rivera sean how is the downtown restaurant scene and i mean i know driftwood casting barrel is, is a bar primarily that serves food but i mean how how is the scene down there as a as a food purveyor? It's um it's coming up. You know, it, we could use a lot more help. I encourage everybody in Baton Rouge to please come out downtown and support downtown. <laughs> There's great places like Jolie Pearl, Somos Banditos, Strubies, as well as ourselves, Driftwood Cask and Barrel. But um, you know, I, you know, I often when it's time for me to decide where I'm going to go out to eat or what have you, I often don't think of downtown, and I need to do that myself. And but uh. We, we appreciate the people who are pioneers, like the Strubies and Jolie Pearls right, right. Um, and Tsunamis. Uh, but we, we were, we're, we'd like to see downtown, you know, the capital city right down the road from, you know, where legislature's done, you know, become a little bit more of oh, a no. So much is scene. happening down there, and there are so many people, and still sometimes it's a little bit sleepy at night. It's getting better, though, for sure. Very much so. You were a food serve, I mean, a food truck. Uh, Ryan, and I know you're very familiar with the food truck world as well. Sean, what's happened to the food truck world here? I remember a few years ago we had food truck roundups on Wednesday nights and people would be tweeting out and it kind of died, huh? It's it's coming back in a sense. I think a, a lot of it is just um, it's really hard to get – it was really hard at the time to get the city behind it. And, you know, there was it's – it's a, it's, it's a very big investment to do um, rather than do a brick and mortar, but it's still pretty – 
tough to do. Mm-hmm. But there's some people like My House Social who are, is, there's some event planners in Baton Rouge, right. New Orleans, right. that put the uh, food truck festival out, uh, which was about a month ago, and I know Ryan did it. Oh, absolutely. They're great. Um, it was here in Baton Rouge or it was, it was in, Baton, in New Orleans? It, it, was, it was here in Baton Rouge, and, and they, do, they do a tremendous job with different food truck scenes in, uh, in New Orleans. They've been doing that for a while. And that's the thing, you know, a lot and of... Do sh- y'all still have a truck? Uh, well, I have a, cat- uh, a catering trailer now. We've kind of scaled down the truck. It's kind of hard to park a 30-foot truck and <laughs> yeah. justify it to, you know, landlords or you know, different places where you want to keep that at, and you have to um, uh, attach it to or like a commissary to keep all your supplies. So, um, but um, you know, I, I think a lot of local chefs, you know, get inspired from other bigger cities with with a you know a big culinary scene and you know the the lucrativeness of having a food truck and wanting to bring that here and you know. Um, um, you know, I, I think Baton Rouge is, is starting to go towards that direction of, of that being more of an um, acceptable thing. You know, it, it does come down to like a city level as far as even when it comes to regulations and what you can and can't do right. uh, with serving food on the streets. And, you know, um, I mean, there's there's so much culinary talent out there. And that is the easiest way uh, or doing pop ups at, at various venues that will let you come and, 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 you know, you get exposure for your food. You know, um, I think that that's that that's what's what's becoming you know a thing of now is you know um you know sharing these pop-up experiences and then highlighting the local chefs you know? do you do pop-ups we do Sean? we often do pop-ups we're uh, actually um the, the booyah babes do a pop-up every week at uh hayride scandal um ryan and i will be doing a pop-up for the new stabbed in the art um ryan grizafi and i and ryan andre and i okay. um and we do a lot of different pop-ups gastronomy does at uh caneland the new uh, rum distillery Interesting. So we uh, we we definitely are, uh, you know, advantageous about branding with other brands that are local and upcoming, and and really supporting each other in any way we can. And right now, it's not about you know meeting profit margins. It's really just about breaking even and getting the word out. And that's we know that you know it's a it's a long term goal, and we're, we're willing to hustle for it. Well, I want to talk to you some more about this, but let's switch gears for a minute. This is a part of the show we call Another Great Idea. So maybe you've got a friend who's always got a great idea for you. They tell you about that guy you should have a cup of coffee with or that investment opportunity. And maybe you take the advice and it works out. Maybe you don't take the advice and miss out on a really great opportunity. Can you think of a time when this has happened to you? Did you take the advice? Did it turn out well? What happened? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I have two people when, you know, I, I thought, I, you know, first one that came to mind was, uh, you know, a good friend of mine I've had for since middle school. Um, one of my best friends, Kenny Wynn. Sure. Um, when I st- really, when I when I started the Cajun Spoon, uh, Kenny had started a business here. Um, we had Kenny um, on the show a while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, but uh, Kenny, Kenny and I go way back and, uh, you know, I had sought a lot of mentorship out of my friend as far as starting my business, you know, what should I do, what shouldn't I do, and uh, I have to give 100% credit to Kenny as far as, you know, when, when he was helping me kind of think of ideas to develop the brand, um, what what will make your product stand out the most, and, and Kenny really put the idea as far as just like, why don't you do something cool like what Tom's does, and for everything that you do, you give back to the community, mm-hmm. and I was already thinking of different ways as far as like, you know, um, doing something similar like that but he I mean that that really set in place as far as like wow how widely known is that like if I'm looking at your fruit cobbler on Mm -hmm. the shelf I mean 
it doesn't say on the front of the box that you give back. Is it mm. on the back? I it's, mean, on, it's, I, it's on the, it's right it's there, down on, there on the back. So, and it's, it's hard to fit any kind of text no, on, onto that. a but small I mean, box. You but, think that has translated, we, I, I to, that has helped be part of your brand? I, th I think so. Yeah. I, th I think that, I, I don't think it defines the, you know, as far as, you know, I, I don't try to, to make it to where like, oh, buy my product, we're going to get back to the food bank. I do it anyway. You know, yeah. there, I, I, you know, I'm part of a group here in town called Fight, the Fight Club, and we, we actually, um, every Saturday, one of the members will go uh, to a different spot in Baton Rouge, and we cook a big old pot of, of uh, you know, any type of dish, and we donate it out to the homeless and, That's great. and the needy. You know, it's, I don't always advertise that I do that and stuff. You know, I really enjoy giving back, and, uh, you know, if somebody reads on my box, you know, it's kind of like Lanyap, as mm -hmm. far as, you know, like, it's low MSG and stuff like that, you know, and we give back, you know, whether... Whether you you know you're thinking about it when you're cooking at your house or not, we're you know you're still making a difference. So you're feeding your family, you're feeding, you know, somebody else at the same time. You know, so excellent, Sean. What about you? Um, um, there's great. a few people, but um, the irony is is that I did not know I was be sitting with Ryan Grazafi, a very close friend and somebody I love dearly. Uh, I didn't know I was having lunch with him, so that's awesome. <laughs> um, but it's this it's funny because it's the same person um, that brought Ryan and I together and. Um, and that's Kenny Wynn. And uh, you got to meet that guy. You got to meet that Bottom guy. Line. Maybe we should all have lunch one day. <laughs> we, we all got to have lunch with um, Kenny Wynn. He uh, he he saw what I was doing through a very close mutual friend of ours, uh, Chase Lyons, who's the founder of City Pork. And I met him through through uh, Chase. And then one day Kenny called me up and said, "You know, you really need to do 99U, which is uh, they took a 180 of the most creative people in the con in the world, should I say, and and showcased them via the internet through an interview process." And that really, I, I was very um, scared to do that. I didn't want to be, you know, I always was playing the back role and promoting a lot of different people. And he encouraged me to do it. And he was really, uh, things have snowballed since then. And, you know, meeting Ryan Grazafi. Um, and, and it really pushed me to be somebody and, and try to, you know, I, I was always obviously somebody. But I, I, it pushed me to, to be willing to go out there and yeah. push the envelope. And, and I admire him every day, and, and, and I know he does that for so many different people, and he's a kind of a mentor for me. Um, another person is, is just somebody who's been there through thick and thin with me and is very dear to me and my family, and it's Ryan Andre, of uh, sure. formerly of City Pork and the Creole, and he's co-founder of Gastronomica. And if it wasn't for Ryan Andre, I would not be where I am now. And uh, he's been backbone, and we've been supporting each other throughout this whole Thing we call uh, chef careers and really listening to y'all talk I mean I, I get the whole gastronomica mission and I think so much of, of what's happening in the food scene in Baton Rouge is really your generation I mean I don't know what happened with the baby boomers older than me or my generation but they just didn't move this scene forward at all and it's really been the Millennials in the past 10 years that have totally transformed the Baton Rouge food scene wouldn't you say I would say so. The disclaimer: I'm Generation X. I'm pretty old, but um, that well, you hang with the millennials. I do hang with the millennials, right. and I think that you look like a millennial. They are the they're the backbone, and I, I know that really my changed. role is better to support them, and that'll get us far. You know, I mean, because so many people say, "Oh, Baton Rouge is such great food," and they're talking about like food with just sloppy etouffee on top. That not is not cutting edge food to me at all. You know, and and your chefs are doing really neat stuff, don't you think? Yeah, we, we, we strive and encourage each other to do really neat stuff and, and push the envelope 
where even if it's not accepted, you know, and it, it, it's sad to see, you know, this week some uh, prominent chefs that do really good jobs, their restaurants are faltering. So, yeah, so they, they blamed Baton Rouge for the, the failure of their of their place there. And I don't know that that was, I mean, is it the market here is not sophisticated enough to appreciate really cutting-edge stuff? Um, it, I don't know. That's I, a touchy I, subject. It is, <laughs> it is a very touchy subject, and, um, you know, I, it, it's, you know, it's not pointing fingers at anybody and stuff like that. You know, you just, it's, it's what people are, it's, it's a current situation of what Baton Rouge as a whole is going through, you know. Um, I th- you know, I, I think that, you know, um, different businesses have different takes on what they want to bring to the city and, and to bring value and stuff, and, uh, you know, you, you're depending on, on on everyone as a whole to come in and, and you know try your food and, and or you know experience you know it could be it doesn't have to be at a restaurant it could be anything it, it takes some serious cojones to go out there and and you know start start a restaurant and stuff here with the city that's I think been used to a lot of um, chain franchises and, yeah. and kind of an older sense um, Baton Rouge has been stuck kind of in like you know the 70s in and the 80s, 80s kind of yeah. like you know that kind of stuff so uh, and it takes a lot of money to come out and Here's something new. This is the you know this is up to the standard of what's going on, not that far away from us. You know, um, is it hard to find investors? Yeah, yeah. I it mean, is. I mean, it, it's um, it's hard to find anybody nowadays that want to take a chance. You know, but uh, you know, shout out to Rouse's and Marcy Nathan over there who took a chance with us. We took a chance with Ryan. She put Ryan on as well. Um, it's really good and refreshing to know, you know, not to dwell on the past really, but to dwell on the future and to know that there are major brands and major grocery stores and major people that want to invest in Baton Rouge and they want to invest in the culture of the food scene in Baton Rouge and and, and I, I admire them for doing yeah. that and, and taking care of us from that. Um, you know, it's I, it's hard to say, you know, because it, it just I've seen a lot of great chefs get burnt out and I've seen a lot of great chefs lose everything over what they really believe in. And I want everybody to succeed, yeah. you know, no matter if they're the big guy or the little guy or what have you. And um, I think that's what Baton Rouge needs to focus on more is really not not why, but how. Sure. You know, how can we make it better? How can we encourage people to go? And, you know, we're having a great meal by Chris Mata. Thank you, Chris Mata. <laughs> Speaking of the how, Ryan, tell us real quick. Um, how many of these are you producing? Uh, what kind of volume are you doing now? And, and where do you package? You're not working out of the LSU Ag Center Incubator. No. You have um, a co-packer? I have a co-packer. Um, and, and that was another person I wanted to mention earlier as far as, you know, um, you know mentorship or, you know, um, Tom Riggs at, at Southern Seasonings. He's, uh, he's um, the man behind the scenes with making sure that the Cajun Spoon products are, you know, perfect. That's great. Um, and uh, So where do y'all uh, where do y'all That's in Broussard. In Broussard. In Broussard. Excellent. Uh, and then so you have a distributor? I have, yeah, I have multiple distributors. I have a special distributor for Walmart, which is Prime, their warehouse distributor. And then I have, um, I have a, you know, m- mostly local distributors. I have a distributor in Hammond that handles Rouse's. Um, and then I have, um, you know, several distributors that work through different chains of, of getting it to, you know, the different And you've really gotten up to speed in. fast in just a, a few years. Yeah, it's, to get to um, this level. I made a lot of mistakes and uh, and quickly tried to um, you know to adjust them and stuff. Um, you know, um, I, I started this concept from a food truck, uh, so I didn't really have a lot of money to start this kind of corporation. But I just went out there, I packed as many cases as I could in my vehicle, went to all these grocery stores and just started trying to say, hey, give us a chance. If it doesn't sell, I'll come back and buy back my products, and I've never had to do that. Excellent. Well, Ryan Grzafi and Sean Rivera, we know there's a lot of competition out there, but it's refreshing to see two young entrepreneurs raising the bar in our food culture and bringing fresh ideas and 
fresh ingredients, two old favorites. So good luck in your respective endeavors, and thanks for joining me today on Thank Out to Lunch. Us. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Ryan Grizzaffi, owner of the Cajun Spoon, and Sean Rivera, chef, restaurateur, and foodie patootie. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our It's Baton Rouge Facebook page. You can hear this show and past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts and at itsbatonrouge.la. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2 for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitchell's music is available wherever great jazz is sold or streamed, and at mitchellforeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com And by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solutions services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank, banking with greater momentum. And by Shewart & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world. 